Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Lamed Tes in Maseches Nazir. And we're going to have two, well, our three at least, Neshamas in mind. Of course, of Chaim Zeb and Avram Aaron of Levi, Zatzal, Malinowitz. Also, Tzipur Bas of Pesach Leib, Andrew's grandmother of blessed memory, Allah Shalom who uh, we dedicated yesterday's learning to. Yesterday was her yard site. And today is the yard site of Andrew's cousin, Malka Basisrael. So we have uh, all these neshamas, may they have an aliyah. And uh, we're going to do our best uh, heading into Shabbos of learning this Mishnah on Daflam and Tess. And we begin because you guys got up to the Mishnah six lines down, Lama Tess and Aleph. And of course, we're still in the midst of the... Uh, of the beautiful Simcha of Zami and Ari will dedicate for them as well. Also, Asher Zalka and Dina, who uh, are having a parallel Simcha over there in Israel and having a Nachal Tamar Sheva Brachas. You know what a Nachal Tamar Sheva Brachas is, Andrew? That's a big deal uh, where we live in Ramat Beit Shemesh. That's working, going to the Shabbos. Okay. So now, Mishnah. We have, uh, I'm going to tease it, Barry. You, you came on an Arab Shabbos and we're going to give you a treat. Rabbi Ari Leibowitz, the great Dafyomi master, quoted a Kli Yakar in Parshas Nasa. Kli Yakar is uh, one of my favorite in Farshim on the Chumash, and he has something to say that's relevant to today's Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Stam Nazirus Lamad Yom. Standard Nazirus is 30 days, right? Tell us what's in the rush. They all point out that we already know this, Andrew. We know this from the first parak already. You know, is it from the Gematria, right, of Yihiyah? Of right that that uh, it comes out to thirty, so it says the Kliyakar in Parshas Naso, thirty days is the amount of time it takes to acclimate to something. Um, so the, right because there is a dichotomy we've talked about this all the way from the Darim, uh, is Naziris a good thing or not? Remember, uh, it's controversial. So the Naziris has in it a certain right. Uh, it has a certain dichotomy in Naziris. Um, when the coffee kicks in, I'll remember the word that I'm trying to say. But the, the, the point is that when you sometimes uh, want to uh, get away from the earthly pleasures of the world, right? So you can do that. You can live in aesthetic, the life of an aesthetic. aesthetic. Uh, you can do that. And that is, right, the concept of the Naziris that you're keeping away from letting your hair, your lettuce grow beautifully and, and drinking, that, uh, drinking that wine. But at the end of the day, you're going to be going back to it, Barry. So isn't that a little bit like unstable? Are you in or are you out, Barry? See, Andrew is an all or nothing guy. So the question is, how can you say that you're going to commit to being good for 30 days? Is it, what was this, Ramadan, right? Where for 40 days and nights you're not going to, right? Lahavdil, do, you're, not, you're not going to do it. And then you're going to go back to Hoylalus. In a life of debauchery, so the Kliyakar says, "No, this is an attempt. It's almost like training days, right? You're you're giving yourself a thirty day period, like a cleanse, uh, so to speak, right? In order to acclimate yourself to readjust, right, to to those, I guess, your relationship with the physical world. And so that's uh, see Parshas Nasa, the Kliyas, the Kliyakar, the reason why the whole idea of Naziris could even make sense. And of course, we have applications of this, right? We have a series of mechuva, where we're, not, we're only eating, right, a certain, even though tip, even though the rest of the year maybe we'll eat 
regular bread, right? We're only, we're only going to eat, right? Uh, the special, right? We're only going to eat, uh, spe- stuff with special hechsher. And then, you know, the, 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 um, the behavior that we have during the 40 days between Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur, et cetera. So we have these periods of time in the year where we do that as well. So anyway, I thought that that was interesting to bring into the Stam Nazir Islam and Yom, but be that as it may, the Rishonim, will say that the only reason that this is brought up is to set up the rest of this Mishnah, because we already know that Stam Nazir is Islam and Yom, so let's continue with the Mishnah. Gilach o shegilchu listim, what's going on? Okay, this is the Mishnah of the premature haircut. What do you do in a case of premature haircut? So if a Nazir shaved his head, or, right, this is not a question of the Misa of shaving your head. I mean, shaving your head is a problem, but your Nazirs could be interrupted if anybody shaves your head. Right, if you become the subject of a, you're a freshman in college and you're a nazir and your friends pull a prank on you and shave your head in your sleep, so ser lamid yom. He has to give up 30 days. Here, Barry, there's a fundamental machlokas between the Rambam and, and everyone else. The Rambam says so ser lamid yom means that you get set back 30 days. How do I know that? Because Rabari Leibowitz quoted the Rambam, I believe it's in the beginning of the sixth parak of Hilchas uh, Naziris, where he'll say the following. If you made, let's say, a commitment to a 100-day Naziris, and you only did 20 days of the Naziris, and then they shaved your head in the dorm while you were sleeping, and then you woke up, you would have to, what, be set back 30 days, and then do the remaining 80 days. Okay, that is what being set back 30 days, right, it, it means. Now that's actually, that's actually, uh, and, and that's, you know, and the Rambam says that because so ser lamed yom, I assume the Rambam says that, is because when it comes to tuma, when you use the Lashon so ser, it means that it sets you back that amount of time. Uh, however, the rest of the Rishonim, according to Ravari Leibowitz, say, uh, say that so ser just means that start over, that you reset, which is to say, what we thought it would say. That's the most push-up shot. That what it means is that you can't ever, right, have your graduation ceremony, the Nazirus, without having 30 days worth of growth. And so Soser Lamed Yom could, right, according to the rest of the Shonim, all that means is that if you're at any point your head gets shaved, you're going to have no choice but to grow 30 days worth of hair before you can uh, go on and Right, complete the Naziris. So that's what Sosolam and Yom means. Okay. Um, fine. So Nazir, okay, I, uh, I, the coffee kicked in. Hypocritical. That was, that was the word I was looking for. That's it. That's all. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> it's hypocritical to, uh, to uh, say, oh, I'm going to be a big Nazir now and then go back to it. It's like an inherent hypocrisy. Okay. Be that as it may, Nazir Shigilach ben Bezug ben Betar. Okay, the second part of the Mishnah. The Nazir here is doing it, right? So here, this is a different thing. This is the Isser of shaving. So you see what's going on here, Andrew? Two different things. The first part of the mission is talking about the consequence of having your head shaved and how that sets back your Nazirus. And then this part of the mission is talking about the actual Isser of shaving your head as a Nazir. Okay, so I want you to be aware of that shift. So what it's saying, what's the, what's the Isser of shaving your head? So Nazir Shigileach, so when you're shaving your head, so, like, is the Isser only to do it with a razor? Well, no. Whether it's bezug, that's scissors. Um, or bain bitar, or with a razor, 
Osha Sif Safe, you could pluck it out with your fist. Or Kolshehu, even a small amount. Kolshehu, here the Rambam tells us will agree, will mean even only a single hair. This is a Chiddush, Andrew, because in the rest of, in, of the Torah, in several applications, whether it's Hilchah Shabbos, uh, Gozes, I believe, or whether it, the Malacha would be to pluck two hairs. We already know that, we already know the Halacha of Shtei Saros, right? Two hairs, like usually when you talk about hair, two hairs is really like a shear in a lot of different contexts. But here it's a kol shehu. So that's an important point. And a nazir, right? Because you would have asked, Barry, what would be the minimum shear that a nazir would have to do in order to violate, right? Cutting out, cutting his hair. And I'd say, oh, probably shtei saras. No, even one hair. You pluck one hair out, you're a violation of the, uh, of the iser of shaving your head. Now, this is all a chiddush because the Torah says ta'ar, as we'll see, right? The Torah uses the language of of shaving your head with a or you know with a razor, so it is a chiddush indeed that any form of shaving, as we'll see, is going to be usher, as the Mishnah concludes. Chayev, he is chayev. What is the punishment? It's going to be malchus, right? It is a right. It's a it's a lav sheyesh It's a the Torah says, as we'll see, that you're not allowed to do it, and it's a lav, and there's a mice involved, and therefore you're going to be chayev malchus. Okay. Let's see in the Gemara. So the Gemara asks a fascinating question. I'm fascinated by this question. They're going to ask a question and they're going to, and they're going to examine it uh, from uh, real life, real life uh, world uh, applications as follows. Hi, Mazia, Meltachas, Rave, Umil El. What's the question here, Andrew? Where does hair grow? Does it grow from the root or from the tip? Right, miotachat means that the hair will grow from the root. So if you had, right, if you're a blonde boy and then you're growing uh, dark hair, if it grows from the root, so then the tips would be blonde, frosted blonde tips. And I mean, I think you got all understand what I'm saying. What, uh, and the roots would all be dark. Or if it grew from the tip, so then that would mean that you're a blonde boy, so the roots would be blonde. And all of a sudden, as you start developing dark hair, it, the dark hair starts growing out from the tip dark. So you have blonde roots and dark tips. Well, isn't this obvious? It seems like a little obvious. Like we all know that it grows from the root. To us, this seems obvious. And, and so I don't know why they have to bring like five different examples to try to, uh, to, try to prove this point. Uh, but I think Chazal eventually will figure out here that it grows from the root. It's, it's interesting that they have to work so hard to figure it out. But along this journey, they're going to bring different examples to prove whether the hair grows from the root or from the tip. The Gemara will also ask, what's the nafkamina? Like, why do we even care? Well, there's a, there's a difference. We'll see. But let's go on this journey together. So the first question is, Lamai nafkamina? Why do we care? Why would it matter whether, why are we even asking this question? Ask the Gemara, Lamai nafkamina? Why do we care whether hair grows from the root or from the tip? Well, another shagilchud list him. Right, because after all, our mission talks about a case where if somebody is captured, right, or whatever, if somebody um, is a subject to a prank or an, ass- an assault and gets his hair shaved, right, he's going to have to, um, if, and he happens to be, to have the misfortune of getting his hair shaved when he's a nazir, he's going to have to grow it out. It's going to hold back his naziris, set it back, right? So what's the case? 
He got Nazir Shagilchu Listim, right? Isis got a hold of this guy. They always shave the head for whatever reason. But they didn't shave his head down to the root. They didn't use a shaver. They gave him like a, not an FS, but they gave him a shalosh, right? They gave him like a number three haircut. Enough to bend the tip to the root. It's a certain length of hair, right, that you can, that you can actually take whatever is left of the hair and bend it over. As we're going to see, and this is going to become very significant, and the rush already points it out now, that is about seven days worth of growth, okay? That's important to know. Okay, so now they left seven days worth of growth um, when they shaved it. Says the Gemara, I amrat mil tachas If in fact, hair grows from the roots, nazirus ha-shakle, yeah, then he, they took away the nazirus, meaning they took away the hair that was on his head at the time they made the nazirus, right? Because after all, the hair grew out, and so all that hair that he initially had now, obviously, this depends when he did the Naziris. So let's assume that the case, the case was where a guy had done a Naziris and then had committed to Naziris, and then seven days later, he gets his head shaved. That's the case. Seven days later, he gets captured, and he gets his head shaved, and they leave seven days worth of growth. Well, seven days, were, seven days worth of growth is exactly all new, how, how much, how many days worth of growth you would have to have to have all new hair, right? Is that what you're saying, Andrew? Right, so now it's all new hair. All hair that grew subsequent to the beginning as Naziris. So the amazing chiddush here is, Barry, is that if you still have hair on your head that was on your head at the time that you made the Naziris, it, that hair has a certain kedusha. It is something that never gets old for me, right? It's always fascinating to me that you made a statement, a commitment to Naziris, and everything on your body, you become a Nazir. Like, it's a fundamental change, Midaraisa, that you can, just by virtue of your declaration and commitment, you change the nature of that hair. So the hair that was there on your head when you made the commitment is of a different Kedusha, so to speak, than the hair that was there that grew afterwards. It's just amazing. So Naziris Hashakle, right? So again, after seven days, if they gave him a, a haircut that only leaves seven days worth of growth, they shaved away his Naziris. But if you say it grows from the top, do we read the, the, do we read the Haftar of Shimshon on Parsha Zachar? I uh, have to of Shimshon Parsha Zachar because of Amalek? I don't know. Oh man, because that would be a definitely coincidence, wouldn't it? Shaving the head of the Nazir? Anyways. We do what? I think you read Shimshon. Oh no, what am I talking about? We read the Haftar of Shaul. Of Shaul that he didn't, uh, that he didn't kill, that he didn't kill the, that he didn't kill that guy. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, no, that's the issue. Anyways. Okay, anyways, Nazirus Hashakli. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm remembering something that, uh, that's even smarter than I realize, and it's soon. Who knows? Uh, you could still connect it, because Amalek and Plishtim are uh, kind of related, not really. Nazirus Hashakli. Right? But says the Gemara, if you say that the hair grows from the tip, so that's an amazing thing. If it grows from the tip, 
than that which was akdish, right? Which was consecrated, so to speak, made kadosh by the adopt, right? By the fact that he took on the nazirus is still kaim, right? Still extant. It still remains. And therefore, so, so what? So it remains. And therefore what? The amazing thing is that that is enough, right? The fact that, again, even if he got his hair cut, if you know that the hair on, that was on his head at the time, right, that he took on the Nazirus, right, that is enough for him to do the end of, this is what the Rush explains, that is enough for him to do the ceremony uh, at the end of the Nazirus, and he actually will not lose any time of the, right, of the Nazirus. In other words, the actual Karbanis at the end of the Nazirus requires one of two things, either 30 days worth of growth at the end of the Nazirus, or seven days worth of growth of the originally, right, Mokdash hair. So, so there is actually, we're learning a major fundamental idea here, I think, I mean, Chiddush, I should say, within the haircut principle of Nazir, certainly within that halacha, a fundamental halacha, that if you have seven day worth of growth of the original hair, right, then even if you get a haircut, there is an iser certainly to get that haircut, right? We're not even allowed to pluck out one hair. There's an iser to get the haircut, and you certainly cannot do that intentionally. But if you were captured and somebody gave you a haircut, as long as that original hair was left on your head, uh, seven day worth of growth, then it wouldn't send, then you would, it would not set you back as far as concluding your Naziris is concerned. So that's fascinating. Okay. That is the hard part. We got through the hard part. The rest now is trying to resolve the question, right? We posed the question. First, we said, what would be the point of asking the question? So that is actually the hard part, understanding why it matters, whether it grows from the root or grows from the tip. Now, the truth is, at the end of the day, you and I both know that it grows from the root. And the fact that it grows from the root is going to make the nafkamina irrelevant <laughs> because anytime you are going to get a haircut, you're actually going to already be shaving off that original hair and so it's not going to really matter. I mean, there may be other scenarios where it's applied, but the scenario of the haircut is never going to really work out well. But let's take a journey with Chazal now to try to figure out whether the hair grows from the tip or from the root indeed. So it says the Gemara, Tashma meha in v'chaya. Let's see if we can figure out whether the hair grows from the root or the tip. Let's look at the in v'chaya. What's the in v'chaya? It's like lice, lice in the hair. Uh, those who uh, lived in Israel are very familiar with the lice, with the lice uh, ceremony. It's a big business, Barry. There's the lice lady. You take your kid to the lice lady. Why would you have a lice lady? Because um, it's very tedious. Because everybody knows the lice stays close to the scalp. And so you can't just, you know, you gotta go and comb hair by hair by hair by hair to look for these tiny lice. And it's a tedious process. The kid is moving. Nobody has patience for that, Barry. And yet, you have, if you don't go through every single hair, then you're going to miss it for sure. So, since the lice is close to the head, what happens? The kaim be'ikva divisa. It always stays at the base of the hair. Well, the assumption is a lice, a louse comes on, hooks on to the root of the, of the hair, and then, even as the kid grows, they stay at the root of the hair. So it must be that the hair grows at the tip. Says the Gemara, if it in fact grew from the, from the base, not from the tip, then eventually the louse that's holding on 
to the hair would end up at the tip, right? Because it would just continue to grow with the hair. So why do the lice always keep st- stay close to the scalp if the hair is actually growing from the root? It must be that they just stay where they are and the hair is just growing at the tip. Says the Gemara, now, it's really growing at the root. Yeah, you don't see it because you don't see the lice, uh, you don't see the legs and you don't see it moving, but it's moving. Agav chiyusa, because of the chiyusa, which is the vitality of the scalp, they like to be near, near the moist scalp. Nachis be'azil, it keeps going down, inva, right? The inva is the, is the louse. So the lice travels down the hair as it grows out, and that is the reason why it's close to the scalp, and it has nothing to do with whether the hair grows from the scalp or from the tip. Okay, so let's try to prove it again. Chazal are going and they're trying to look at the world and seeing what is going on physically. So Tashma, Inva Mesa Beresha Devinta. Well, okay, so the live, we know when you're searching for lice, so some of them are alive, some of them are dead. So what about the dead ones? The dead ones aren't traveling down the hair, so let's look at the dead lice. So the dead lice, Inva Mesa, a dead louse, Beresha Devinta. That's also found near the, right? You're always, you'll never find the louse at the tip of the hair. So if you find a dead louse at the, at the base of the, of the hair, so clearly that one didn't travel down. So how do you, so that certainly seems to indicate that the hair grows at the tip. If you say it grows from the root, then the deadness should be where? At the, I'm sorry, if you say, right, the, if you say that the hair grows from the tip, right, so then, oh wait, it says it eventually ends up at the tip of the hair? They, they, oh, I'm sorry, Tashma, Inva Beresha Devinta, thank you. Uh, Barry points out, it says the position of the dead louse, it usually eventually ends up at the tip of the hair. Does it? Yeah. It's found at the tip of the hair, okay, says the rush. Okay, so if you're going to say Mil'el Rave, right, so that should be, Araya, that it goes from the, that it grows from the root, right? Because if you're going to say el rave, right? If it goes, if you think that the hair grows from the tip, so then it should stay at the base of the hair, right? In other words, right? If it's growing from the tip, then how is it getting? It's dead, right? So it assumes that it's assuming that it's staying in position. If the if the louse is staying in position, in position, and it lived near the scalp and the hair grows from the tip, then the louse should stay, right, in position near the scalp. However, we see that the louse actually ends up at the tip. Well, the fact that the louse ends up at the tip should indicate that it's growing from the root. That's, that's true, because that is what's happening. But the Gemara says, but you can't prove it from this case of the dead louse. Why? It's still not necessarily conclusive. Because the dead louse has no power to resist the gravity, it'll slide gradually to the tip of the hair, and, and that's going to hang down even as the hair gets longer. In other words, as the hair gets longer, it's kind of like, even though it's growing potentially from the tip, the hair gets longer, it starts to hang down the sides, and the louse just kind of doesn't have a grip and slides down. And maybe that's the reason why you find it's the tip of the hair. Maybe it's not conclusive of the fact that the hair grows from the root. Okay. 
So now, what are Chazal doing, Andrew? They're looking at the physical world and they're trying to figure it out. Now, if you'd given them a microscope or if you've given Chazal a, uh, right, any, another diagnostic way to figure out exactly where the hair grows, to run an experiment, Barry, does it seem like they would be interested in running that experiment? Do they seem interested in this question? I would venture to say yes. Do they seem uh, interested in running an experiment, like if they could, to find out the actual answer? It certainly looks like they would, right? This is a, but believe it or not, this is a very controversial question, what I'm asking. Because some will say, chas v'shalom, experiment? Experiments are treif. They, they, the Chazal can know from the Torah whether the, it's coming from the tip or the base. And since they can know from the Torah whether it's coming from the tip of the base, so if they were to conclude what the scientific answer is, then actually that would prove the scientists wrong, right? It looks from here that they are trying to do science. They're trying to run experiments, right? Um, but that the, the uh, way Torah and science right, interrelate is actually something that is a subject of some controversy. Controversy. When we finish the daf, maybe I'll say it towards the end. But be that as it may, it looks like they're, they're trying to run experiments to figure out the mitzias, right? To figure out what the scientific reality is here. Okay, another observation. Tashma mi, mi bluris de kushim. The bluris de kushim is the mohawks uh, that the kushim have, right? The, the, let's look at the African tribes and look. The vasar, okay, that's a dafiomi coincidence. Mihodu vat kush. There you go. Okay, I got one. Because it's firm soon. The vasar, it's farshazacha. The vasar, the megadale, rafiam el sachas. Right? They, they braid their mohawk. They have like a rat tail, Andrew. Uh, you ever go to King's Dominion? It's the rat tail capital of the world. But they, this is, this is a different one. This is the vasar, the megadale, rafiam el sachas. They have the rat tail coming out of their bald heads and they braid it, okay? But you see, over time, it loosens towards the scalp. Oh, so he said, no, nah, it loosens the scalp. So, so in other words, the fact that it loosens the scalp means because they're seeing what really is happening because we know the hair grows from the, from the root and therefore that hair is not going to be braided, Andrew, because obviously it was, it's growing after it was braided. It says, no, 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 because they wrap it tightly around the scalp and then they're lying on it and they rest on it, it's loosening perhaps from that way. From that reason, maybe not because of that's how it grows. Okay, so now, finally, they're going to have a series of knockout observations. I mean, this seems to be like the easiest experiment in the world. Everybody knows, but why not? Here we go. Tashma miskarta. The rafe amar milsachas. Skarta is the red paint. You know, when you do, when you, when you paint, right, your animals, right, um, when you're trying to, to identify the bachoros, right, there are, there are scenarios where you're going to be painting the animals in order to Right, in order to uh, identify them, okay? So, or whatever the reason would be when you're painting the animals, what happens? It's obvious. You paint it, and then, and then the rafe amr milsachas. The wool on the outside is like crusted and matted where you painted it, okay? And the wool on the inside is soft. Well, how is that happening? Obviously, if the wool on the outside, if, it was, if hair, and it's assuming that sheep hair grows like human hair, that all hair you, grows the same. If the hair was growing from the tip, then it would just grow right through the paint. But obviously it's growing from the root, and that's why the hair on the inside is soft, Vitanya. And yet we learned in Abraisa about this, Visu, and furthermore, and we learned, and, and we learned that in Abraisa. Okay, or in Mishnah, as it says over here, the Tanan. This is all part of the Bechoros, right? So the Gemara is understanding the difference between the outside and the inside of the wool. 
Vesu, or another example. Let's look at human people. Kad Old men who dye their beards black. Okay. Chav Chivron, the white, as we turn to Lamatesan Beis. Um, right, the Chivron, white, Ikvei Nimon. White is in the bottom. Shmamina, mil tachas, rave, shmamina. Right? In other words, anybody who colors their hair knows that if you color your hair dark, the roots are going to be white. If you color your hair blonde, the roots are going to be dark. You know what I mean? Like, the roots are always the original thing that your hair is supposed to be, and the portion of the hair that you're coloring, whether you're blonde, whether you're dark and you want to be blonde, or you're gray and you want to be dark, okay, you can get into the sugyas of whether uh, you're allowed to color your hair, and that is something that's discussed with postgame. And actually, many postgame, if not most, actually uh, hold that men are not allowed to. But be that as it may, um, a person is, right, coloring their hair for whatever reason, then you're going to obviously notice that the roots are where the hair is growing from. Okay, so the Gemara then asks, Right, so now we're finally finding out the nafkamina. Wait a minute. Okay, so we've established the scientific reality which we knew to be true and obvious, which is that hair grows from the root. Because that's, that's how it grows, okay? Uh, that, that's how scientifically, right, you have the hair follicles, okay? But how do we understand the Bryce? The Bryce says that if you were shaved by listing, and they left enough uh, hair, right, seven, day, seven days worth of, of uh, hair, we in fact paskin that that you don't lose any of the days in the zeros. But we just said that that would only be true if, the, if, in fact, the hair that you had was the very same hair that you made the Naziris with, right? We already said that that can't be the halacha because after all, right, we know that the hair that they're shaving off is the hair that you made the Naziris with, that the hair grows from the root outwards. And the hair that's left, the seven days worth of hair, is in fact all new. So if the fact and the physical reality is that the hair grows from the root, how could this be the halacha on the brisa that you don't forfeit any of your Naziris? Right? Concludes the Gemara. This is the stira. Because if you knew that we just proved that hair grows from the actual roots, so then he should forfeit the days of his Naziris. Says the Gemara. The answer is, that must be that the case in the Bryce is not what we realized. It must be that they shaved him after he already finished his term, maybe before he did the concluding, uh, the concluding, right, Carbonus, but after he finished his term, Umani, and still, that wouldn't be good enough according to everybody, but this would be a reflection of the amazing halacha of Rabbi Eliezer. Umani, Rabbi Eliezer, he. Because Rabbi Eliezer has a sheet of the following. Rabbi Eliezer, the Amar, kol achar melos, zayin, soser. Rabbi Eliezer, this was a chiddish. We saw in Ted Zion. We'll see it again uh, next week. Bezos Hashem, that anybody who shaves his head, a nazi who shaves his head when he's not supposed to, you only postpone it seven days. So that's the chiddish. That's really what the Bryce is saying. In other words, in a soser, when, when it says that, it just means that you only go back seven days. And so if they left right enough hair, they're reinterpreting the Bryce in a sense now. That if they left enough hair. That means that it doesn't set him back at all. Let, let's read it inside the Gemara now. It's going to explain. My time with Rabbi Lezer. What is, what is Rabbi Lezer's reasoning when he says that, that shaving your head only sets you back seven days? Because y'all have tiglachas tara, mitiglachas tuma. We know, right, uh, that there's two types of situations where you have to shave your head. One 
is at the graduation ceremony of the final, let's say, the end of 30 days of Naziris. That's called Tiglachas Tahara. You never became Tomei. You're simply shaving the head at the end of your Naziris. And the other one is Tiglachas Tuma, you'll recall. We already discussed it many times. Where a Nazir becomes Tomei in the middle of Naziris, he has to go through a seven-day purification process, and then he has to shave his head, and the halacha, according to the answer, is that you, we say that that only sets you back seven days. It doesn't set you back the, to the beginning where you need a 30-day growth. Oh, so if that's the halacha, says Rabbi Eliezer, by Tiglachas Tuma, says Rabbi Eliezer, ma Tiglachas Tuma shiva, af Tiglachas Tar shiva, just like Tiglacha of, right, of the korbanas that you have to do at the end of a Tuma purification process of in the middle of the Nazir's only sets you back seven days, so too the Tiglachas that you do after, at the very end of your, right, of your Nazir's, that's also going to postpone you no more than seven days. So that is the, the Sheet of Rebeliezer. Okay, Vikim Lehul Rabbanan, this is fascinating, it was known to the Rabbanan that calls Zayin Yomim that every seven days, Asya Mazya Kedelacha Farshali Yikaro. That that is the shear of the amount of time it takes a person to grow the hair in order to bend the tip, the, the, to bend the tip to the root, right? So that means that they waited seven days. In other words, the tip to the root here, where it says in the brisa that, that that that's how much they left over, that is actually an indication that there was seven days worth of growth. And it is for that reason that it only, that, that being set back seven days doesn't really associate you at all. And so the brysa is sort of like, uh, a, uh, amalgamation of this knowledge of the fact that this is, this bending from tip to the root is seven day growth. And the shita of Rabbi Yezer, you put it together and that's why it's not so sir, but it does not have to do with it coming, bending, um, Right, it does not have to do with whether the hair grows from the root or the tip. So at the symbolic time six thirteen, we continue in the two dots ten lines down, and we finish off this concept. The schiyev of shaving your head when you're a nazir, uh, your chayev, even if you don't shave it with a razor, the the pasuk says, "Call you main adar nizro tar lo yavor al rasho." The Pazik says that a razor shouldn't pass your head. But then there's a asay here, that you should be kadosh, and you should grow the parasar. So there's two things. A razor shouldn't pass your head, and also you should grow your head. So the, this leads the Mishnah to teach us that it's not dafgar razor. Let's see it inside in the Gemara. Tanarabanan. The Rabbanon looked and they said in the Brice Atar. It says that you should not shave your head with a razor. Ainli el Atar. That seems to imply that the only way you'd be chayef for shaving your head as a nazir is if you did it with a razor. Talash merit sifsif kosher uminayin. Plucking your hair or removing it, right, or picking it with your hand. Uh, where do we know that that, that, that would also be an Isser? Talmud Omar, Kadoshi Yegadel Parasara Show. That's from the continuation of the Pasuk that says that you should leave your hair. So again, the part that says you shouldn't shave your hair with the razor is telling you that that's an Isser. And that would be, you get Malchus for it. But the rest of the Pasuk says you should leave the hair on your head, tells you that it doesn't matter how you do it, whether with a razor or any other way. Divi Rabbi That's what Rabbi Yosha says. However, Rabbi Yonason Omer, Tar, Ainli Elatar. When it says that you should shave your hair well, you can't shave it with a razor. It means that that's the only way that it's usher to shave your head as a nazir. But actually, that he takes that pasuk literally, and he says if you removed it in any other way and plucked it or picked it with your hand, he actually would be potter, according to Rabbi son. So the Gemara asks, wait a minute, 
How could Yonason hold that you're actually allowed to pull out, pull out fistfuls of your hair as a Nazir? It says, Kadoshi, yeah. The Pasuk actually says, you, you have to leave the hair on your head. So the Gemara says, In the, in the opinion of Yonason, it just teaches you that if you shaved your hair with a razor, it would be worse because you would violate two things. The assay, uh, right, of, is to leave your hair, and so you violated that. And the lotsa say is you can't shave with a razor. And that is what Yonason holds the Pasuk means. Or there's a different way of saying it in the Bryce as follows. Tanya idach, tar ain't the tar, right? The tar uh, in the Pasuk when it refers to a razor means that you, the, the only way that it's usher for another to shave his head with a razor. Talish it seems of culture nine. How do you know that you can't pluck it out any other way? Talmud Lomar lo yavor al rosho. Again, the Pasuk says that the, within that same Pasuk it says tar lo yavor al rosho. That a razor should not pass over his head. This lo yavor al rosho, this dramatic language, is, is teaching you that maybe other ways are also usher. And since, since ultimately we say, as our Mishnah teaches us, that you can't take off your hair in any other way, why does the Pasuk have to say that a razor dafka can't pass in your head? Because we didn't learn from an, any other source that the final shaving should be with a sar, because we cannot learn it from um, why, as we arrive at Memodal, she ain't done a Um So uh, we'll finish with this statement over here. At the end, the issue that they're saying is that the reason why we use the tower, according to this shita, is because this is the only source we have, Andrew, that when you have to betahara, as we say, right, shave your head in the concluding ceremony, that concluding ceremony you're not going to do with a, um, with a uh, rem- Remington. Uh, electric razor. You need to use a real razor, right, in order to shave your head. You're not going to pluck it. You're not going to use the the powder. You need to do it with an actual razor. And this is the source, and that's why it says tar, and that is the shita. But again, why why can't you learn from Mitzorah? After all, we know that that's how Mitzorah does it, so that's what the Gemara is saying over here as we arrive at Daf Mem, that the Mitzorah, it wouldn't be obvious because the, the stringency of Mitzorah and, and Nazir are not exactly parallel, and therefore you wouldn't necessarily be able to learn one from the other. We have two minutes remaining, and so I think it uh, pays to talk about this idea that we just saw Chazal trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with, with how, where the hair grows from the root or where the hair grows from the tip. So I wanted to say over Rav Schechter's approach and Rav uh, Shlita and Rav Breitowitz. Rav Breitowitz was asked, and, you know, everybody has to listen to his question and answer. It's mandatory listening for everyone. The question and answer podcast, just go on iTunes and do Rav Breitowitz. He answers all these questions of the people ha- that have an Orsameach. So when he was asked about the question of the relationship between Torah and science, he said the following story. He said, listen, when I was a child, I used to listen, I used to read, rather, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, Sherlock Holmes books, okay? And the very first case that Sherlock Holmes solves, he has a sidekick, Watson, who's very bright. And in the very first case, he solves it in a brilliant way as he does. And Watson, Dr. Watson, to his great uh, astonishment realizes this man, Sherlock Holmes, who's brilliant, does not know that the earth revolves around the sun. This basic fact that we all know, he did not know it. And so he questions him on it. And so Sherlock Holmes says, oh, my dear Watson, that is a very good point to know, and I'm glad you pointed it out. But to do what I do, I didn't, don't necessarily need to know that. 
which is to say, the Torah is not a science book, okay? So if the hair grows from the head or grows from the tip, and the Torah has a halacha, we will follow the halacha. Rav Shechter would apply it to, let's say, the bugs. So he'll say, right, because we're assuming with these lice, is there spontaneous generation, is there not? Rav Shechter will say, whatever the halacha is, that determines the halacha. But they don't mean to say that that determines the science, because for what we do, the Torah is a book for life and how to live the life. So we see Chazal made every attempt for empirical knowledge to know what exactly to do halachically in the case where applicable. But if Shechter would say, in some cases, if you can't see it, so then that's not what the Torah meant. The Torah didn't mean that you have to look at, examine lettuce under a microscope to know if there's bugs. It meant, it was nit adam. And so, for the sake of the Torah, we're supposed to just learn the most of the Torah and know how to live, but the conflict isn't a conflict if you look at it that way, because we could, should pursue science in the highest order and Torah in the highest order, and the two should meld in the best possible way, but the two don't have to conflict because one is different than the other with different uh, intention, and may we be zoche to, uh, to fulfill the Torah to its fullest intentions and to understand the world around us and to use it in the best way for our Vodas Hashem.